welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. Abel brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect. Now, his flock, he was a shepherd. I explained the other time that at that time, men were not eating meat. When God blessed man, when God created man, he didn't tell them to eat meat. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 19, out of the ground, the Lord God from every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought it to Adam to see what he would call them, not to see whether he would like to eat them or not. But in a few verses, this is chapter 2, few verses before then, in the verse 14, he told them that, chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, verse 14, and then, all right, let's go to verse 15, sorry, let's go to the verse 15. And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to drive it and keep it. Verse 16, look at verse 16. And the Lord God commanded man, saying that of every tree, what should you eat? Of every tree of the garden. So we were made to be eating from trees. When God created man, the first, what he created us to eat were fruits from a tree or proceeds of trees not blood we are not meant to be eating living moving objects that's when God created the first time when he created us and so now having this at the back of your mind being a shepherd tending sheep is not for profit it's not business it's not for profit making unless you want to be selling them but those times it wasn't things that you sell so you just rearing them and rearing dogs and rearing dogs so the only thing in that time th- these things were meant for was for sacrifices. So when you read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4, Bible says that by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. So Cain attempted to offer sacrifice which didn't have blood from the ground. And so before then Abel was rearing sheep for what? For sacrifices. Sacrifice was his lifestyle. He was a man who lived the gospel, not just believed the gospel, he lived it. So when in Genesis chapter um, 4, verse 4, he brought the firstlings of his flock, and you watch this, to bring the firstling of your flock and the, sac- the fat. You can't get the fat of a goat or a sheep or a lamb without slaughtering it. Blood must flow for you to get fat. And so he, that means that he shed blood to, be, to bring an offering to God. And the Bible said, this is the one I like. God liked it. And God accepted it, respected Abel's offering. And Cain was very upset. Why did you take mine? Why did you take mine? Why is it that we are also him? I'm also saying, and God is not blessing me. God is not showing. God is not smiling on me. You have to check your offering. If you are suffering, check your offering. <laughs> so he brought to God and God and that, that's how the story went and uh, Cain event, eventually murdered Abel out of jealousy be careful when jealousy is growing in your heart when jealousy and envy and bitterness is growing in your heart you will end up doing something that you are not supposed to do it's very dangerous man is not supposed to harbor or entertain jealousy and the verse 9 says that the Lord God, Genesis chapter 4, verse 9, the Lord God said to Cain, why is your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I his keeper? Why are you asking me all these kind of questions? Why am I reading all these things? I want, to, I want you to see 
Listen to this. Genesis chapter 1, God created. Genesis chapter 2, God created. And he began to show them what to eat, what not to eat. Now, let me finish on this matter of food. So where did meat come? Are you trying to say we should just be vegetarians? No. God actually blessed meat for us to eat afterwards. After the flood. Genesis 9.3. Every moving thing that lives shall be meat for you. Even the green herbs I have given you. Don't pick on people because of what they eat. In first, I think it should be First Timothy chapter four. First Timothy chapter four, verse three. What does it say? First or second? Put it on the screen. Yes, that's for verse four. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. As long as you receive it with thanksgiving. And so, fast forward, verse sixteen. Cain. This is where it troubles a lot of people. All right, but I won't answer it. You can come to uh, other meetings, or one of the weekday meetings, I may answer that question. James 4, verse 14. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Verse 17. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. That, you see, that's where Cain, where did he get his wife from? He knew a wife. So he's a human being. Oh, so I mean, where did she come from? You t- the same answer. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and, and bare Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son. What's the name of the first city ever built? City of Enoch. Don't forget that. Men started building. Before then, you know, Cain practiced religion by trying to please God his way. By bringing sacrifice to God based on what he wants. But based on his own stipulation and definition. God, that's religion. Religion is we want to do for God what we think he needs. Paul said, I was killing the Christian thinking I was doing you service. So that's religion. You can be so religious. When you are religious, you can miss God. So religion started way back, Genesis chapter 4. Right after the fall, the first fall was the the spirits got disconnected from God. The second fall was the invented religion. Religion came in very early. And man has always been religious. So the first thing was religion. And then the next thing that man did after the fall was to build cities. He built a city called Enoch. The city of Enoch. That king must be a very powerful man. Build a, you know it's very difficult to build a room. So that tells you Cain was a very great man. He built the city, all right, that's verse, Genesis chapter 4, verse 17. Verse 18, and unto Enoch was born Irad, or Irad, and Irad begat Mehujel, and Mehujel begat Methusel, and Methusel begat Lamech, and Lamech took unto him two wives. Okay, and then what does the next verse say? Verse Verse 5. Let's go to verse 5. What happened? And all the days of Adam, Adam lived was 930 years, and Adam died. So when you read through, you read through, virtually the whole chapter is, and this person, this person begat this one at the age of this time, and lived for this long, and died. And this one begat this one. He spoke about 10 generations from Adam. Ten generation. Look at verse 8. But one funny thing about the generation is, 
after Adam lived, you see verse 5, what happened in verse 5? Let's all read verse 5, verse 5, verse 5, let's go. So when you read the scripture very carefully, you find out that he was talking about the, the description he gave to people in chapter 5 was different from chapter 4. Chapter 4, where they were achieving. They had done this, they had done this. But in chapter 5, they were just living and begetting. Living and begetting. Living and begetting. They didn't do read. They didn't achieve anything. They didn't achieve anything, but rather living and begetting. Living and begetting. Living and begetting. God did not create us so much to do, but us to be for him. And so when God blessed man, he said, be fruitful and multiply. So when you are producing and God made us to be fruitful. So the people in chapter 5 were more meaningful in the eyes of God than the people in chapter 4 who were doing things and becoming big, big, big. Because why? Chapter 4, chapter 5 talks about they lived. They lived. Chapter 5 didn't talk about their living. Chapter 4 never spoke about their living. He just spoke about this one did this, this one did this, and God and wife did it. But in chapter, chapter 5, he said, this one lived this long and begat. This one lived this long and begat. This one lived this long and begat. How well are you living? How long are you living? You were created to live. So, many people in our accomplished city and nation are not living. They have big professions, doing well, but they are not living. Life is riding them. They are like horses. While some of you may not have much, may have not done that, may have not done but you actually living. You only live in God. Enjoy life. You see, enjoyment in life is not predicated on how much you got, but how, how much, uh, how God you got. If I can put it that way. So they lived and begat, they lived. God requires us to be fruitful. You are in church, yes. Where is your fruitfulness? You are in Christ. He says that I have called you to bear fruits. So in the modern day terminology, in the New Testament terminology, it may not be natural production of children, but it is fruitfulness, your produce. There must be something you are showing for, which you are doing to add to what God is doing and add to the work of God. You must be fruitful. You must be fruitful. Life in God is about living and being fruitful. Christian who is not birthing other Christians, winning souls for Jesus, making a difference in the body of Christ, is really big, is living below standard. And in the last day, we will be rewarded based on our fruitfulness. So in Genesis chapter 5, they were more important. Chapter 4, they are built city. They did it without God. It's, it's their own thing. It wasn't God. It wasn't God. They were doing their own thing. The only person who had a good report actually was Abel, who was able to offer God an excellent sacrifice. But the rest, they were doing building cities, inventing music, inventing weapons, build accomplished guys, but really they were not living the, the mandate of God. So let us not confuse physical attainment, physical acquisition, to actual fulfillment of purpose in life. You can have seven cars, you can have all that, and, and not fulfilling your purpose. 
You can have PhD, ABC, MBE, OBE. You can have every one of them and still not fulfilling your purpose and you die very empty. Call on the name of God. Call on the name of the Lord. And so when you study the text, these guys had something better. What, what, was, what did they have better than the ones in verse 4, chapter 4? They were what? And what? Living and begetting. Living or begat. And this one begat and lived. Read it. He lived 500 years and begat. He lived 65 years and begat afterwards. So now, but as I also checked the text, I found out that something, even though their lifestyle was better, something was not the best with them. In chapter 5. You want to know what it is? Say, tell us. <laughs> Verse 5. Verse 5. Let's look at Adam again. Let's all read it out loud. Let's go. And days of Adam, he lived 900 years. 930 years. And what? He begat living, 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 The problem of death was ravaging them. Because death entered from Adam. So they couldn't live. They, they, they will do and do and do. They will live long, but die. They live long and then and they They live very long and then they, So that was no good news. Even though they were living and begetting, it should have been better if the problem of death has been dealt with. That's why Jesus appeared to tackle that issue of death. But now let's look at this. Verse 5, look at verse 8. Let's read verse 8 together. Let's go. 12 years, and ah, said to died, said should have lived. Let's look at verse 11. Verse 11, Enos, let's go. 905 years, and ah, he also went. Let's look at verse 14. Verse 14, let's go. And all the days of Canaan were 910 years, and he died. Ah, what's, what's going wrong? Let's look at verse 17. Let's go. We're 895 years and he died. Verse 20. Let's go. Of Jah, we're 962 years and he died. They were all dying, even though they were living and begetting. Dying, dying, dying. Dying, they lived, they died. They lived, they died. They lived, they died. They lived. The problem of death was always coming after them. And he died. Say, and he died. He lived and he died. And for your information, this is the sixth generation. All right, let's look at the first generation again. Let's count them. First generation, Adam, verse five. Verse five. So this is Abahu Adam. He was the first generation. Second generation, verse 8, Seth. Third generation, verse, verse 11, Enoch. Verse 14, fourth generation, are you counting? Canaan. Verse 17, is that fifth generation? Mahalalel. That's fifth generation. Twenty. Seven, uh, sixth generation? Jarrell. And let's look at the seventh generation. Wow. Let's go. Let's read it together. Yes. And he begat Methuselah. Methuselah, the meaning of Methuselah is um, when he died, it will be sent. Enoch called his son Methuselah. He's the oldest person to live. 
He called him when he died. Enoch was a prophet. So uh, Enoch called his name Methuselah, which means that when he, he dies, it will be sent. And when you study calculations very well, when Methuselah died, that was when the flood, Noah's flood came to wipe up human beings with the mess that have come in. Yesterday I spoke a little bit about that. So Enoch was prophesying. I'll show you that Enoch was a prophet. He is the seventh generation from Adam and he was a prophet. But look at, let's go to the next verse. And let's go. After he begat Methuselah. How, how long did he walk with God for? I can't hear you. Louder. Please mark that. Walked with God for 300 years. Okay, three, can you imagine? Three and some of us, even two years is a struggle. He walked with God for 300 years and he begat sons and daughters. So he was begotten. Now let's look at his end. Let's go to the next verse. Enoch, where 365 years. Okay, because he got Methuselah when he's 65, and after Methuselah, he walked with God for 300 years. And then, so let's see how it ends. Verse 24. Let's go. And he was not, for God took him. He uh, was the only first person who did not die. In the midst of everyone dying, everyone dying, everyone dying, every, and I want to submit to you, they were living in a very ungodly society, even though it was an accomplished society. Achieving things, achieving things. Look at Jude to show you that it's ungodly. Jude, chapter, Jude, chapter, Jude is over, over chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Woo! Verse 14. And Enoch, see Enoch, did you see that? Do you remember this name? Enoch also, seven from Adam. Remember seven generation? Enoch, seven from Adam, prophesied of these, talking about some bad guys, of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Go to the next verse. See. He executed judgment upon all and to, and to, and to convince all that are, what, ungodly? Among them of all their ungodly deeds, ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed. These people were ungodly, they had ungodly deeds, and they had ungodly attitude. The, the manner in which they committed ungodly deeds were even with ungodly attitudes. Just the kind, Enoch was living among these people, yet accomplished. They were building cities. They were making music like Beyonce. Very accomplished. Some of you like your uh, music stars, your movie stars, accomplished people. You like your certificates. Your lecturers are wise, intelligent people. Very accomplished. They impress you, accomplished. You like the footballers. You like the stars. You like the, the, the media. You like the things. These are accomplished things. We, man is doing so much. You like the scientists when they speak. Wow. You like accomplished, but ungodly. Ungodly generation, ungodly generation with ungodly attitude. You mention God, you say, forget about God. Ungodly generation. And yet, this prophet called Enoch tried there and did not die. Bible says that Enoch did not see death. You know why? Because he walked with God and people were calling on the name of the Lord. So Enoch called on the name of the Lord. And then it got to a time, Enoch started walking with God. Now watch this. Who is walking with who? Okay, so if I'm walking with him and I'm faster, I have to slow down and, because I'm walking with him. But if he's walking with me, he has to catch up with me. 
Enoch, the, the Bible didn't say God walked with Enoch. Enoch walked with God. Even when it's raining, he will go to church. When they are doing 70 days, he will go and pray. Enoch was preaching, was walking with God. It, for how long? 300 years. Enoch was walking with God. Wherever God will go, he was there. Wherever, whatever God will do, Enoch was walking with God. For 300 years, some of you, only one year, you have stopped walking with God. You are saying, I want to live a normal. <laughs> Enoch walked with God. And Enoch walked with God. And Enoch walked with God. Wherever God was going, for 300 years, can you imagine if you are trying to run with with with, with Usain Bolt or no Mo Farah? You are running to catch a bus from Elephant and Castle. Castle, <laughs> you know that it will be difficult for you, but you have to catch up when your child is walking with you. You have to slow and begin to adjust so you can walk with it, or the child can walk. Enoch walked with God, so this is Enoch's house. Where's God's house? And they walked for 300 years. They were walking. They were walking. They were walking. They were working. For 300 years, they were working. And then they got somewhere, and God said, you know what? We are closer to my house than your house. Let's go. So I didn't go back home. Because they were so close to God's house, God said, you can't die. Let's go home. And this was happening in an ungodly generation. In a wicked and cruel generation. How could Enoch do this? How? Hebrew tells us how he did it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. I want you to read it with all the energy and the faith you've got in your inner man. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, let's go. Let's read it out for the screen. Let's go. By faith. Away. So that. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, let's go. Some of you are not ready. Some of you are not ready. Some of you are not ready. It's not good at all. Work with God. Work with me. You even don't want to work with God. You work with me. <laughs> let's read it out loud with faith. Let's go. By faith. Enoch walked with God. That's why I did not see that. And was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had the testimony that he pleased God. with God. Why did Enoch not die? Okay. Why did Enoch not die? Why did he not suffer like everybody? And Enoch walked with God. He walked for Enoch was, by faith, Enoch was the taking away, the first rapture. Oh, him. The first rapture. He was taken away. God wanted him so much. He said, I don't have time to wait anymore. You've worked with me for 300 years. 300 years. 300 years. In this ungodly generation, they were so proud because they have achieved. They have better jobs. They drive better cars. They have better makeups. They know how to present themselves. They look so polished and posh. Their, their language was amazing. Their phonetics, they, they were elocutionists. They, when they speak, you will know that this is someone intelligent speaking. They had it all together. They have been able to do a lot for themselves. And so they were ungodly. They can't be bothered about God. They look down on you when you are going to church. 
When you tell them that I don't do boyfriend, I don't, they say, look at you. Which, which, which world are you living in? When you tell them you're going to church on Monday, they say, Monday again? Tuesday again? We say, why? Why the one who killed Jesus? Why? They just cannot understand why you attempt to work with God. They expect God to work with you. Wait and let God come. If you can't make it today, that's okay. Let the pastor call you. Tomorrow you go. Pastor, sorry, I can't make it today. We say it with ease. Some of us have glorious, unusual destinies, and your society is beginning to push you to live a normal life. You can't live a normal life and have a, 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 a extraordinary achievements. Slap somebody on the shoulder and tell the person, walk with God. Don't be looking for God to adjust his program to suit you. Don't be looking for God to adjust to his program to suit you. That is an ungodly attitude. Walk with God. Walk with God. I have not regretted my, the path I took for Jesus. I have not regretted it. Walk with God. Walk with God. It may look like you are not smart, but walk with God. They may mock you, but walk with God. They may look down on you, but walk with God. You may, you may lose some friends, but walk with God. You may lose fame, but walk with God. You may lose popularity, but walk with God. You may lose some money, but walk with God. You may lose some opportunities, but walk with God. You may lose some happiness, but walk with God. When you walk with God, your future is waiting for you. The things that before, the negative that before others in the future, the future will be waiting to smile on you because you are working with God. And Enoch walk with God. What does it mean to work with God? Make God the center of your life. Not job, not money, not friends. Some of us are so desperate for marriage. We will trade God for marriage. We will slaughter God on the altar of marriage just to be able to get married. Think about it. Just to get a woman to marry or get a man to marry you, you slaughter God on the altar of marriage and God is on it bleeding so that you can, your marriage can go on. So you can get someone to marry you. Women are powerful, powerful. They are treasures. They are supposed to be like pearls, jewels. We have to protect. The Bible says we have a sister. If it's a door, we will close it. If she's a door, women are not meant to be doors. Close the door. It's in the Bible, uh, 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 Sons of Solomon. We have a sister. If she's a door, we'll build, sit down, uh, we'll build a, a, a board and close it. But if she's, she's close or uh, she's a wall, we'll build, sit down, a, a, a towel out around her. Work with God. That is the only constant. Mm. Every other thing is variable. Wow. Every other thing in life, nothing is constant. Your work with God is God is the only constant. Thank you, Work with God. Work with God. And never let it enter your heart that you are doing it for a pastor or a church. A church does not need you. You need the church to work with God. You need the church to help you work with God. And you need a church who will teach you the word of God so you can work with God. And Enoch worked with God and did not see death. For Bible says that before, and God translated him and God him away. Hebrews chapter 11. Let me finish now. I'm finishing. I'm finishing. Is someone learning something at all? And the Bible says that, and, and, and God took him away. This month, our theme is going for the deep things of God by the Holy Ghost. Free for all. Anyone who wants, 
Let's go. If you want to wait, you can wait. We catch up, catch up with us later. But it's easier to keep up than to catch up. My mother. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. Can you imagine? God has taken him. I like it so much. 300 years. Don't forget. Now, the point I want to make, 300 years on constantly trying to catch up with God and work with God. Do, do you think it will be work? Mm. It sure bet it will be a lot of work. Human beings. And for before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's possible. For he who comes, that's what he know did. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who so in the ungodly world, this guy had so much faith that he knew God will reward me. He knew God will reward me. He knew. He said, he who comes to God must believe. So he believed first and knew that this thing he's doing will not be in vain. Amen. Other than that, if you don't focus on reward, you will give up easily. Yeah. Do you know why people still end up becoming medical doctors after this tough academic pursuit? A lot of people give up midway. But how come others make it? Because they focus the reward of being called a doctor, medical doctor. They focus. So the reward will motivate you. Bible says that if you are coming to God, know that God is a rewarder of those who diligent. You can't seek him haphazardly. You can't seek him like a daisically. You can't seek him half-heartedly. You have to seek him diligently. Diligent. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you are walking, if you are living a Christian life and you are not feeling it, it's not true. It's not a genuine Christian life. You have to feel it. You feel it. You feel the sacrifice. You feel the, the push. You feel it. There are times you feel even almost discouraged because what's happening? God. But deep in your heart, you know God is with you. You know you have internal peace. You know, and you by faith, you keep working with God. It looks like you will never get married because you don't go to nightclubs and party. But by faith, you keep working with God. By faith, you keep, let them go and catch from the nightclub. But by faith, God will send you your own man. God will send you your own husband. By faith, you keep working with God. Keep re remaining consistent. Keep doing the things God has said you should do. Keep doing them and keep pursuing. Sometimes you are tired. Sometimes I feel like giving up. Bible says, when I am weak, I am strong. And it says that, it says that whenever I'm afraid, I'll trust in you. Keep working with God. How many of you sometimes feel like this thing is demanding? Yeah. If you have not felt it, then I wonder <laughs> if you are living a crazy life. Yeah. I wonder what you, there are times as a pastor, you hear all kinds of negative things about people, stories that people are saying about you. People who you've opened your heart for. And they will stab you in your heart. Oh. You, you, it, ooh. But you have to, you know, keep going. Right. Keep going. Keep going. Some, somebody you stood for, you stood for in their days of nothingness. You stood for the one day they'll come and tell you that, you know, God has spoken to me, that you are not the right person for me. Pastors, is, when you are a pastor and you focus on people, you suffer rejection. Yes. Right. Right. Because people always move. They move. In companies, customers move. You will lose customers. That's, human beings are just flaky. Human beings are, some of you are here, you don't come, you come to church once a week. If we are building this church based on you, you will be very disappointed. You've been here for long, it matters. But you get to what I'm saying. Some have been around for long. You think we don't know, we know. And God marks that. They are very unreliable, but they are good people, but you can't depend on them. 
they only come to you when they need a miracle, when they are going to write an exam, when the uh, police have sent them a letter that we are about to seize your house, then they'll come for prayer. They'll come, they'll chase you after church. You have to do something for them, but they have never been there for work. But it's still okay, it's okay. They are good because people. if you, they are good people. See, don't, don't think people are bad, they are not bad. But human beings are normal human beings. Some of you, the things you have done for others and what people have paid you back for. If you focus them, you stop being good. You stop being good. Don't let them change your nature. You are a good person. Don't let them change your nature. You are a good person. Don't let them change your nature. You are a good person. And your future is attached to your being good person. That's who you are. Don't change. Don't change. That's the strength of your life. Where your strength is, that's where your weakness also lies. So if you can sing very well, then when you are supposed to be, be preaching, you'll be singing because you are a singer. If you can preach, you have so many loaded scriptures like me, it's my strength. But then I will always keep downloading them at any time, any time. And sometimes you over, over download when people you are not ready for it. So where your strength is, where is your weakness is. So remember, when you are strong, it's because focus creates blindness. If you focus here, you will see what's going on there. So once you are strong in something, it will create a weakness something in something else. But you must know what your future is tied to. Work with God, be strong in it. Work with God, be strong in it. Work with, don't compromise. Don't change your values, sister. Don't change your values. And some of us, where we are coming from, we have come from backgrounds of valueless backgrounds. And suddenly you have found God. God is injecting value into you. You realize that you are discovering yourself. Why do you stop the process? Why? Stop the process in pursuit of the things you always pursued before God started fixing you. And then the things begin to show up. You leave the fixing, go and pursue it again. Finish getting fixed because that's what is attracting what you are chasing. Worked with God. I came to challenge somebody. Without faith, it's impossible to work with God. And you can't please God without faith. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. God is there. God is there. He's watching. Men may not clap for you, but angels will stand up for you. Sir, Stephen, they were stoning him. Men were stoning him. Bible said, no angel. Jesus himself stood for him. Wow. Stood for him. Bible said that they stoned him. He was calling on the name of the Lord. And Jesus gave him a standing ovation. You are better off with God's praises than the praises of men. Walk with God. Tell someone, walk with God. Oh, come on. Tell someone, another person, walk with God. Walk with God. Walk with God. And Enoch walked with God. Amen. Did you receive something at all? Come on, give the Lord a big, big clap and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.